0: Alright, thank you for listening Hello and welcome to um, A Cast of Wax That's us, we are the Unofficial Podcast Of Waxwork.com I'm Steve Joseph, I have with me My hosts on Skype, we're using The Skype, it's good uh, We are, like I said the, the Unofficial Podcast Of Waxwork.com, we are a fan podcast Because we are fans Of the podcast Cast in Wax, which is a good we well, I,
1: I mean, we're, we're fans of, of- at least one of the parts of it, like, well, where we have at least a, a reason to listen for for part of it. I'm a we fan like of the whole thing. thing. I'm a
0: fan of the whole thing.
1: Sure, sure. So that means at least. So you can like the whole thing, but you have to like at least a little bit. All little right.
0: Bit. Well, that's a
1: possible thing we can do.
0: So like I said, Steve Joseph, let me introduce. I I, I I am the host. I started this fan podcast because I'm a fan. Fans first. Four fans, by fans, two fans,
1: right? Is that- I'm a big fan in general right yeah so let's introduce
0: you that's hank uh, hank fallon
1: right uh i'm from the uh the president of the uh, uh frank allen uh fan club and the frank allen appreciation society and i also do frankly speaking is the the show about frank and i'm a, I'm a collector also, just you know, in general, the, I, I, most of my life, I would say, revolves around Frank Allen. Around Frank Allen,
0: yes. Frank Allen being,
1: of course, one of the
0: hosts of Cast and Wax.
1: And right. That's the part the re the reason that I listen for is for Frank Allen. Yes. Well, but you li- yeah. okay? Well, I'm sure you like more of it than that. I often well. There's sometimes they're talking about him, and then I get information to find out about him. Right. Uh, and other times, um, uh, I kind of like Decker and Hayes. Well, good. Uh, but that, that's been a long time since
0: that's been on. Uh, we should keep going, because this is, a, as you know, everybody knows, there was a really big episode of Cast and Wax, so we got a lot to talk about. So let's oh introduce. Oh,
1: my God. This is a right. catastrophe.
0: Um, all right. Uh, also, we have our friend Percy.
1: Yeah. Oh, I say Percy. Uh, Bingham and um, uh, Birmingham later being in birmingham Bruises. uh yeah well uh you're yeah. you're not you're a very big fan of this podcast well yeah huge massive fan uh i started listening because i was gonna uh kidnap some of the uh members of it and uh well you know you start listening to a thing and you get caught up and involved in it you know is uh, sort of like you you get a story going and it's like wow i heard part of that story uh and you start thinking like well it's not finished yet like what's the rest the other part of the story and you, you like listen to the next podcast so i started like doing that and i realized well i keep listening every every time there's a podcast it's like well what if I do that every time I hear the whole thing?
0: And at one point, you even made your own story, didn't you?
1: Right, that was the that was an episode of uh, hey, Yeah, you caught me. Did you recognise my voice in that one? Yeah, uh, I did. I I got it. I
0: don't think they got it on the show, but I got it. Yeah,
1: that was that was me. I uh, 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 I came up with a villain, and I played. Uh, Played Slam Jackson and I played Jack the Stripper. Jack was like he was stripping, like and I made it like a story for because Slam Jacksons. I I always listen to it. It, Like Slam Jackson in the beginning, and then there's a villain. It's like doing something he doesn't like. Like Like, he's not a good look.
0: You yourself are kind of a villain.
1: Yeah. Well, no. Well, no. It depends. which side you're on? Really, you know, depends. Right. If you well, like, like if you're a goody two shoes, I'm a villain. Yeah. Like Sam but, Jackson. Well, yeah. Well, he's like he's kind. Of, yeah, he's kind of a goody two shoes. Well, yeah, he probably okay. think so. He doesn't like when people break the law and stuff, and I kidnap stuff, I steal stuff. Yeah. So you, you kidnap know, but, stuff,
0: you kidnap people.
1: Yeah, well, you know, yeah, well, you know, you can't kidnap a it's like it's the same thing, but when it's a person it's a kidnap and when it's just not a person you steal with it. Right. So now
0: I've never been on the show. I've never been privileged enough to be on the show cast in Wax. I've done the cast of Wax, this show many episodes I
1: was I was in Cast and Wax when they they took away right. they they stole my episode of my show but it got more exposure so that was cool but, Well did they not ask you your permission No they, they oh. no and and all but uh, they uh, I actually had a listener so it was okay uh, Yeah
0: so I was going to say Hank was on Percy was on uh, and our final host I don't think you've ever been on No I haven't actually been on Right uh, this is our this is my rat my pet rabbit uh, I keep him here in the house. He's in a little cage, as you can he- probably hear. I don't know. His name is Flea, and he likes carrots. Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of things, but carrots are among them, yes. I, I enjoy good radio cereals, which uh, Cast and Wax does seem to have, so... I, that's why. I, that's mainly why I stay on. Just like uh, our good friend Percy, I also enjoyed the stories. I I heard uh, heard them as Steve was playing them. Wanted to hear more, and uh, I've been writing my own. But uh, unfortunately, I I end up gnawing on most of the paper that they are written on. So nobody ends up recording.
1: Well, me. that's great. It's brilliant. Like I and it's finding like common ground. Like some people say, you like the same thing as somebody else. You got something in corn. Also, if you, uh, I like carrots too. If you boil them, uh, oh, no, grab no, those no, no, the-
0: no, boiled carrots—that's disgusting. You eat them raw. There's a nice crunch to them. Boiled carrots are squishy. That's disgusting.
1: All right, well, whatever, mate.
0: No, I, I'm, I'm a rabbit. I know about carrots. All right, well, whatever. All, All right. right? Oh, no. Let's, uh, let's, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Now, like I said, there's a lot of stuff in this episode of Cast in Wax. There's a lot of information, as you heard, because we have a longstanding policy. Don't listen to Cast in, cast of Wax until you hear Cast of, in Wax, right? Okay, I said that wrong, but you know what I'm saying, right, guys? I,
1: I do every episode after I've heard Cast in Wax, because I know usually Frank Allen's going to be on it. So how am I going to go around and do anything unless I know the developments? So that's like part of the news about Frank is on that and part was always when I was
0: <laughs> A lot of shake ups is all I'm saying. A lot of shake ups. And I think Yeah,
1: well he's a he's a bit of a fairy, if you ask me. Which who who are you saying? Frank Allen. I mean, like he could have grabbed that situation by the arms. He could have taken them all down and look at what he did, he just gave up.
0: He just exactly, he just gave up, which is unfortunate. Now I mean you, Percy, as a person who what Actually, I can't remember. Are you still living in Britain in Br- in Birmingham? Or are you back in well, Bingham?
1: Well, I'm in Birmingham Bruiser right now. I'm in Birmingham. Well, to be honest, right now I kind of lost that flat in Birmingham because I beat the landlady. But oh. r- so technically, right now, if you want to be real uh, exact about it, I'm a Lincolnshire Bruiser. But it doesn't. Well,
0: but that's okay. The point being that that's still in Britain, right? Right. Yeah, it is. So it is. You if were you, actually yeah. able to see Frank Allen's Investigative Variety Show, yeah, on a regular basis.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, that's like on every channel basically. If you if you're watching a channel, it's on, and it's like that's the only thing you want to watch. You turn the other one. It's like, well, you know, I don't like that one as much because it was always the gardening show. It was always uh, always. No, it was something else where it was like, they're talking in a room and they're like, we should do this with the country, like people should have less taxing or more taxing, or it's like, oh, we've got to have uh, foreign policy and there's other countries and what about the doctors and well, Maybe we should have a law against that. The other thing is like that's right, boring. Right. It- well,
0: that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying, I I understand all that. I don't understand all that. But what I were you watching during the episode where the incident? Yeah, occurred? of
1: course I was watching. I don't watch any. Nobody watches this like boring other stuff. Everybody's watching Frank Allen. Okay, yeah. so you now uh,
0: from what I've heard, they're not going to release it here in America. The episode that in question because the incident was such. A, a, a negative thing. No,
1: but I know a guy. I know a guy who can get you. Well, yeah.
0: Of. Somebody was recording.
1: Yeah, it. I know a guy who can get you. I will. F- yeah, he's got a fee, but it's uh, it's not bad. Well, but- I think Hank'll probably pay the fee. Yeah, I'll pay. Eight, like right now, I'll pay the fee. Now. How much is the fee? Well, it's, you got to negotiate with him. He, uh, he he doesn't always deal with money, but um, you can you can negotiate. I'll get you. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll send you. His, I'll send you a message on. Uh, <laughs> okay
0: okay right, g- 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 well no but let's just talk again because they they talked about the outcome on casting wax we understand the outcome but we don't know exactly how it all went down i mean what, what what were you thinking what when when he pulled the gun
1: well it's like he's holding that all wrong it's like why is he waving it around like up in the air when he should be like holding it like right that like right like I'll, i've been waving guns around since i was like 12 and this guy's like a rank amateur, if you ask me, he's like, "Wait, aim it at the guy you're going to shoot, and when you shoot him don't don't wave it up afterwards or something like that. You just point and shoot it's like a it's like a camera that kills people. I'm sorry, but Frank Owen he doesn't know how to handle a gun from either end of it from the looks of that no, so
0: are you saying that if, if he was better trained with that gun then all of those people would not have been killed Oh well,
1: yeah I would have showed him I would, I would have him well like I wouldn't say they wouldn't have been killed they'd either been not killed or they'd been killed more accurately more efficiently you know you teach a guy to use a gun you know how to use it better than if you don't if you never tried you never learnt how looks like a guy who never used a gun before yeah right. R- right
0: but regardless of whether he was trained or not I think it's clear That he did save some people's lives that day But I do understand why they don't want to air his show anymore And I think that's unfortunate for all of us fans of his Right, Hank? (laughs) So unfortunate
1: But I'll be watching even if they're not airing it Like, I know that How are you going to be watching if they don't air it? Listen, I know Frank Like, nobody else knows Frank Even, maybe even Frank And I know that the last time Frank didn't have a show, and nobody thought he should have a show because they all thought he was – they didn't know who he was. But if they did know who he was, they would have thought he was bad at it because, like, the style was really – like, it wasn't adapted to him. It was like they thought he was bad. Now everybody know how good he is, so they, like, adopt the style of Frank style. The last time, he would do shows into his tape recorder. And I have almost all of those. I have a huge, the biggest collection. That's all I've heard. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Of the home tapes. And so, if he lost his show now, there's two sides of that coin. One is, well, my idol is going to be sad because he doesn't have an international show anymore. The other is, when he does his show, I get to be the only audience member, probably. Well, no, he's famous now, so there's going to be other people. Which just makes it more glorious that I'm the kingpin of Frank Allen fans. But it's going to be harder to be the one that gets the copies. So you're
0: thinking that he's going to just videotape himself?
1: Well, he's got to. I'll, I'll, I'll... send him the camera, like, I'll video for him. Like, even if he doesn't even feel like it, I'll be there with a camera ready to tape him doing a show. You like, could just
0: install security cameras in his house.
1: Yeah, and then I don't have to hold Well, I probably would be around anyway. But then I don't have to hold it. Like, I'm sure I'm going <laughs> to... I, I don't have to go into details, but I'm sure I'm going to have to go to the bathroom once in a while. You probably knew that.
0: I just happen to go wherever I am.
1: You're a you're a rabbit. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's very efficient. What I do is, like, if I'm just standing here, like I am right now, then I just, like, oh, yeah, there it goes. Just a couple just drop
1: out. I'm a, I'm a rule breaker, but I never, like, tried just, like, shitting on people's houses or just, something just like go there. just but, go right now well right well i don't want to uh, just go
0: oh that's not like i just went so i'm just saying all you gotta do is go
1: re- it's kind of revolting it's freeing i don't want free no it's like i i know it's free but i then i got, a, you, got a, you i don't pay for nothing anyway but and then there's grip no, all over it. no
0: i didn't say it's free i mean it is free pooping is free but i said it's freeing it makes you feel liberated, because nothing holds you down. You don't have to follow rules. You don't have to stick with conventions. You don't have to clean up after yourself. That's what he's for. Uh, I mean, yeah, I clean up because you're my rabbit, and so I gotta clean the bottom of the cage. But I don't have to. I can just, you know, go... And I that's what I respect about Frank Allen, to be honest with you. The fact that this is a man who, when society told him, you're not allowed to execute this man on the air, he took matters into his own hands and the fans i think responded but
1: well like i think we should all take justice in our own hands yeah like, I'm all about that. You're 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 saying
0: you you want justice taken into its own hands.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm about. Like, if you don't agree with what something is doing, you just like kill him or, or strangle him or something. No, or- no,
0: no. That's not justice. That's just killing. That's not justice. Justice would be you pay for your crime.
1: Right. You th- you can think of some crime anybody's done. You want to hit, you know. No, that that wouldn't be
0: crimes then. They actually have to be crimes for it to be justice.
1: You can think of more than one crime anybody's done. You can you can. Figure all right. Think out. of
0: more than one crime that i've done
1: i haven't you probably like jaywalking and copyright well
0: okay we do violate copyright we play some of the clips from oh speaking of which we should probably play a clip from from cast and wax don't you think
1: oh yeah well wait, let's see from that because i'm i'm wondering what's what's happening in all the uh the stories too and everything so no,
0: i don't mean the sto- we'll get to the stories we'll get to the. well stories. is
1: there anything with well there's all this stuff with Frank in it, We, we I mean, there's never a-
0: Well, what was your favorite clip of the... I mean, I'm talking about the Frank... What was your favorite clip? Set it up, and then I'll play it.
1: I, I heard the one where he went completely crazy, which was the most impassioned I've ever heard I,
0: I think I have. I, I mean, which part? There was a few of those. Which part was your favorite? And I'll play that part.
1: <laughs> uh, I think it's the rhinoceros speech.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me cue that up. All right, here we go. No, Jordan, no, because this is why, no, this is why. You look at me, and all you see is, you know what, you, you see a rhinoceros. You see me as a rhinoceros, and you see, what? how can I take that tusk off? How can I take that tusk off and and make some money? But you know what? I'm a beautiful rhinoceros animal, and I'm strong. And I'll come back, and I will hook you with my tusk, and I will rip your guts out if I have to. But the fact is, this show might be gone, but I've got bigger ideas. I've got better ideas. And you're not taking my tusk ever. Right. So that I think that's, was that what you were talking about? Or was it the other rhinoceros?
1: Well, I, I kind of like the, the the part with the rhinoceros and the hot air balloon.
0: Oh, yeah. You like that one? Right, let me play that one. I don't know to, no, I was in an air balloon with a rhinoceros this one time, and it was the thing was heavy. We just had to keep throwing things off the side, because otherwise we would have crashed. You know? yeah. Look, <laughs> well, it's a rhinoceros, of course. Why would you even think that you could be in an air balloon with a rhinoceros? That's preposterous. I know. Look, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, see, that was hilarious, isn't it? That was, that was a pretty good part, actually, yeah. I, 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 I find it hard to choose between the two. Wh- which one did you mean? Hank.
1: Well, I, I, I thought that, that one shows Frank as the most impassioned, righteous campaigner, and one shows Frank as one of the funniest raconteurs in the country. So it's really difficult. to it's, it, There are so many Franks. It depends which Frank you're looking
0: for. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, okay. So, I mean, suffice it to say that as a result of all of the, the events that transpired... Frank Allen, Invescativa, Variety,
1: show, yeah, is not going to be on the air anymore. Right, which, as I said, has its ups and downs if you're the biggest fan like me. Now,
0: I I wonder what that means for Jordan's suit, because he's supposed to be on that show every week. But if they cancel that show, what does that mean for him?
1: Honestly, if you're waiting for the judge to get you your money, you're barking up the wrong tree. Just grab it is what I said just grab the money from the judge from Frank just like if you want his money just like grab it
0: i don't think you should steal frank allen's money why why are you stealing frank allen's money i'm
1: not stealing his money like i got enough money from various sources of one kind or another but like if i wanted to steal it from frank it looks pretty easy on like tell him oh look uh, frank allen uh i got a way you can get your show on in sri lanka just like pay $50,000 and then it's on there for life. You just write it to well, them. Well, look,
0: I'm a rabbit, so I don't understand money. But it sounds to me like Frank Allen doesn't have a lot of it now.
1: Well, his show's not on anymore, so he's not going to be making the money, no. Well, so I'd probably, like, steal it from somebody else, yeah.
0: Speaking of money, there was another thing that happened with money. Uh, a couple of things, actually. Um, one of them involved the Emperor of Japan making a special trip to England, as I think you all heard.
1: Yeah, that was pretty... <laughs> Pretty crazy, especially like going over the head of the mayor like that. And
0: right, and I don't, I don't understand how he gets that authority. I
1: don't even know how he could do something like that with Frank listening. Like they should all just listen to him. Well, I
0: mean, what do you mean, Frank listening? I don't understand.
1: Fr- Frank was right there. He could have just told them what to do, and they're all like, "I, I'm the emperor, whatever, or something like that." And was like, "Well, yeah, I no, it's like, well, I was trying to like Rory Sinjin was saying something." And, like, the Emperor just steps into the room in the middle of the show is, like, kind of rude, also. Yes, that
0: is rude to just interrupt someone in the middle of their show. I mean, like,
1: Rory was pretty happy about it, but in general, like, if somebody comes in here and is like, well, I got, I just killed this guy outside, and this is what happened the last time. If you were, if you didn't catch it, he's like, I just killed this guy that you asked me to and now he's like dead outside. What am I going to? Obviously, you just dump it or something. But I'm on the I'm on the podcast right now. It's, I can't be bothered. Oh, you're talking like about that. what happened to you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that was different though. Because the Emperor of Japan didn't kill anybody.
1: Well, no. He's like. So did
0: you get the body taken care of though? Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, nobody found that. But it's like. Also, I think I think the emperor was just like happy because he got all this extra money from the the James Bambi for reconstructing Japan. Yes,
0: which is which is interesting because I thought of Japan as I never think of Japan as a particularly skeptical country. But I guess yeah, they're going to well, rebuild it like, now in a different yeah. skeptical way.
1: Yeah, it's like it was like you can rebuild Japan. But you can't build any more temples or something like that. Right, and
0: you, you can't have any of this, like, psychic energy and all of that
1: stuff. Right, and it's just like, here's a bonus for the emperor. It's like something like that. So you know, I, I think what, he
0: was just, like, happy about that. And then the mayor gets cut out. The mayor of Japan just gets nothing.
1: Well, no, I think he got, like, a bigger bonus probably. Like, everybody knows the mayor, like, is the mayor of Japan. That's a big place to be a mayor well, of. Oh, yeah, it's like a whole country. So I don't,
0: I mean, that's what I'm saying. I. It's like being the mayor of New York, kind
1: of. Who like... it's like i think japan's bigger than new york even it's like huge it's like lots of people in it it's like i mean you can go there and it's like there's more than one city in it come on yeah new york is like five cities combined it's got five well whatever it's like whatever it's like you can you can rebuild it he's like you can rebuild it but you gotta like have it my way. You can't have too much like uh, you can't have like Japanese temples. Oh, you can't
0: have... I have an interesting fact about mayors. Oh, not this again. Well, I'm actually the mayor of, of uh, Steve's house. Oh, come on. Why do you always have to bring this up? I have uh, I have Foursquare and uh, I check in here every day. It's the only place I go because I live in this cave.
1: I'm, I'm the mayor of... Frank Allen's house, and also my house. Well, um, I
0: only have the one, but I'm I'm pretty proud that I'm the mayor of Steve's house, and I never miss a check-in. But he sometimes forgets, and so I stole it from him.
1: That's why I learned to use Foursquare because I could, then I can say I'm the mayor of, of Frank Allen's Does, house. Does uh, Frank Allen use Foursquare? No, he he doesn't. He he's got more important things to do with it, i than computers. I, I guess i i I guess I probably should kind of have more important things to do than computers, but this like it has to do with Frank Allen, so it's kind it's it's important if I use it that way. But I guess if he used computers, everything he did would have to do with Frank Allen.
0: But hold on, we already talked about Frank Allen. We're talking about the Emperor of Japan.
1: Wait, why would we talk about something other than Frank Allen? Okay,
0: he's well what what did you think about Frank Allen's reaction to the Emperor of Japan? Totally
1: right on. Like that guy deserved everything he got, like he should, The money, you mean? No, from Frank yelling at him. Oh, yes, that. Like, he shouldn't have given that money to Rory Sinjin, because then it makes it look like, like Rory's good or something. And Rory, then, like, Rory's Rory is, like, totally the extra history stuff that Frank says is wrong. So it's wrong. And it's the, the James Bambi people would think it was wrong. I, so I'm they're going to be mad that the Japan people gave it to Rory.
0: I one time had an extra historical reading from Rory Sinjin. I saved up, and I got an extra historical reading from him. And it was amazing, all right? It changed my life and the way that I live my life. So, what do you say to that?
1: I don't know. I, it, I know that Frank knows it's wrong. Let me so tell I'm you. I'm not going to go against Frank.
0: Let me tell you what happened, all right? I had an extra historical reading. What happened was... It was a couple of years ago. I went to the doctors. They told me that I had diabetes. This is not... Obviously, this is devastating. This is life-changing. This is a big deal. It's a lot to deal with. I go to Rory St. John. You know what he tells me? In another world. All right? Not only do I have diabetes, I also stub my toe every day every day for the rest of my life now that's diabetes you can deal with the toe stubbing every time every time it gets you you know you don't get used to that you can get used to diabetes but if you stub your toe cuz uh, cuz uh, 24 hours go by the pain's gone you know you stub it again it's it's like a whole new it's a whole new stub
1: That's an intelligent observation. I should, like, remember that. Next time I'm inflicting pain, it's like, I can remember, keep doing the pain over and over again. It keeps causing it more and more every time I do it. Well, right, but it's also
0: the, 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 the fact that there's the time between... Look, the point was, whenever I think about how hard I have it, I think, well... There are things that are worse than this.
1: Look, this is all crap because I I've listened to this and I know that the stuff Rory makes up is like about other worlds where there's a good Frank Allen instead of this world's Frank Allen. We've and heard. I him. know that he's the best Frank Allen. We've heard good Frank one. Allen. He's appeared right. on the show, but not he's our not, show, their good. show. He's worse. And worse so Frank
0: Allen. Come on,
1: he's he's just in this other world that Rory made up. Let me ask he's you not- this.
0: If you could have a world where you could hear Frank Allen every single day, all new Frank Allen every day, what do you think of that?
1: Well, obviously, that would be the best world.
0: That's the world Frank Allen, good Frank Allen comes from.
1: He didn't say... That's not... Oh, so it's good as in there's a lot more of him? Maybe. You don't really know about this. I'm speculating. Look, I'm speculating. Okay, so he... It didn't sound like that when they were talking about him. I think he's just made up, and Rory made it up because I heard Frank tell me that. So it's made up, and this Japan guy shouldn't give him the money. And I'm going to write a letter to the the James Bambi people saying they gave it to a person that believes in something that's made up.
0: Well, you can write to whoever you want. But we do did you want to play a clip from this part of the show? Uh, what do you think, uh, Percy? Well,
1: yeah. Well, like, we, we, so if people was breaking the rules and like – that good on them, like, of listening to this without listening to the show, like, they're not going to know what we are talking about. So let's hear this part where it's, like, with the mayor and the clip and everything. With the mayor? I
0: mean, like, no, with the, like, let's hear the part with the emperor. The and emperor, the, when the part where the emperor comes in and talks about them.
1: Right, right, and all that, and the money and, like, the James and Rory Sinjin. All right, I got that part.
0: Really, realistically speaking, the, the best kind of hot air balloon is the kind,
1: it's, it's well, sort pardon, of shaped... Uh, Mr. Oh, uh, oh hey, hello, hey, yes.
0: Oh, oh. I'm sorry, sorry everyone. Um, uh,
1: who, uh, who are you? Uh, my name is Akihito. I am uh, emperor of Japan. Perhaps you oh, have heard um, of the uh, country. Uh, well, yes, I've heard England? of your country, yes. Yes, uh, sorry to break into your room. Uh, yeah, well, I uh, happen to be in England and have to deliver a $500 billion check.
0: To your, oh well, yes, please. Yes, well, our, yeah, okay. That's we. That was the the start of it. Yeah, he comes in with the five hundred billion dollar check um, for Rory. So, I mean, this changes a lot of where Rory's life is about because I think he ends up paying. He's able to pay off the entire bankruptcy. Well,
1: yeah, he's it's like it's, it used to be about like not having any money, which was stupid. He's like, who has problems with not having money? You're just like. Usually, if you like twist somebody's arm enough, they'll give you some money. Yeah, but but he's like.
0: But he doesn't twist arms. What he does is extra historical readings, like he did for me. Well, it's
1: not hard to twist an arm. It's like you grab the arm and like.
0: It's not about how hard it is. I find it very difficult to twist arms. I don't. I'm unable to do it at all.
1: You haven't got any arms. It's like you got to use. Like if you're a rabbit, what you do is like you're really fast, so you like run up to them and you like bite their egg until you give they give you some money. Well, I would be
0: happy to do that. I'm in a
1: cage. Well, like, well, it's hard. It's like it's like jail for rabbits it means you got caught last time it's like when you next time you get out you like you run out and do it again uh, look i'm going to just go to the bathroom again okay R- i don't care it's really free i like, i never
0: pay to go to the bathroom what about when you have the public bathrooms on the street that you have to pay the money for
1: A breaking them fair right. so
0: so anyway the point is rory got that situation under control i don't know i don't understand how japan got the, the james Bambi grant but they did so there we are I, you know, I put in for that grant. They didn't give it to me.
1: Well, did you, like, do it all straight up? Or did you like, oh, well, I'm i full of, like, uh, fake old spe- skeptical stuff. Like, you got to put in lies, and then they give it to you. Oh, is that what
0: it is? Yeah. I should have had you write it.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Well, I could do it for next year. It's
0: too late now. Oh, for next year. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just say, it's just like, oh, there's all these stupid... Uh, religion people outside and they're like, oh look, there's God over there, look, look over there's God and you go in and say, no, it's not God it's a pigeon, and like, oh yeah, crap, you're right, it's a pigeon, and then you save the day and they give you money That's true, that's true
0: Um. So can we find out what happens with Slam Jackson now? Because I've been wondering what happens with him, he hasn't been on in a while
1: Well, I, he, he got finished finding Frank Allen, what do you care what happens now?
0: Well, because I care about what happens to him as a person he and I have a lot in common. I also like the opera.
1: Well, five like somebody has to.
0: Somebody has to like the opera. All right. Well, we do. We don't have the radio serials for our show, of course, uh, directly. But we do have a really long clip that we can play uh, from the uh, the middle of uh, of their show. It's just a. I think fair use covers this stuff.
1: Well, well, it's all fair. Like, just do it, and then so what? So fair use. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Totally, yeah. you're an expert, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, no, I know it like back to back. <laughs> all, right, all right,
0: well then, let's play this clip. Here we go. Uh, here we go, Slam Jackson.
2: Slam Jackson, adventurous. by Cheryl Casey. Season Two, Episode Ten, Affairs of Equilibrium. Our story opens with, ah!
3: What is your problem?
2: World-class private investigator and famed adventurous Slab Jackson barreling ceaselessly through a quaint country road with the whimsical je ne sais quoi of the Third Reich.
3: I'm only going 25.
2: Only? You mean you could unleash more horror, you Ahab of the automobile?
3: What's that even supposed to mean? Turn right here! I have a GPS. I think that's a little more qualified than- Turn
2: right, up ahead. (sighs) Now take another right! Turn right, up ahead. Then you want to take another right in a little bit? In .5 miles, turn right.
3: So essentially we'll be going in a big circle.
2: Isn't that half the fun of these road trips?
3: No, not really. Oh thank god we're here.
2: AS OUR HERO BOTCHES A PARALLEL PARK AND TOTALLY NAILS THE CURB- I
3: didn't hit the curb.
2: AS OUR HERO BOTCHES A PARALLEL PARK AND TOTALLY NAILS THE CURB- (sighs) Happy? VERY! AS BOTH SLAM JACKSON AND HIS PARTNER EXIT THE VEHICLE VISIBLY SHAKEN BUT NO WORSE FOR wear,
3: Hey, you're my partner now?
2: I... I mean it strictly as a business arrangement, not in a romantic
3: sense. I never said... look, let's just get this over with.
2: AS BOTH SLAM JACKSON AND HIS STRICTLY heterosexual BUSINESS ASSOCIATE EXIT THE VEHICLE, AN EFFERVESCENT NEON SIGN IS GLOWING OVERHEAD TO GREET THEIR ARRIVAL.
3: Donnie Palumbo's Clubhouse of Supervillainy. It looks different from the last time I was here.
2: As it should! With new management comes new gimmicks and cost-effective strategies as well as new perks! WAIT! A bastion of evil! A den of the most dastardly villains the world has ever SEEN! Could our hero be fearlessly taking them all head-on?! And why did he not discuss this plan of action with me BEFOREHAND?!
3: Because I'm not. I just have an acquaintance in there who owes me a favor. That's all.
2: Can you believe it, ladies and gentlefolk? With the brash crassness of the lion who ate the cowardly lion, this Adonis chiseled from stone boldly enters this diabolical clubhouse filled with a gamut of personalities tied together only by their unwavering desire to end him. Rob, it's me.
4: Slam? Uh, I'm back in my office.
2: And in the darkened, hallowed halls of the enemy base, could we be walking deeper and deeper into a trap?
3: Rob sweats acid, so it'd be a little rude to force him to run over to greet us, don't you think?
2: Well, no, I hadn't thought at all.
3: Uh,
4: Hey guys, what can I do for you? What do you know about Girl Scouts? Uh, Troop 320 is set up in a church just down the road. They'd be able to help you out better than I would. So you have heard of them? I buy Thin Mints off them every year. What's your point? One of their girls went missing, later turned up dead. Ever hear of Sally Adams? I don't think I like what you're implying, Slam. She was a frequent
3: flyer here. 25 packages of Thin Mints, 5 peanut butter patties, 8 shortbread, and 31 caramel delights. Look, I know who she is. Was.
4: But that's it. I wouldn't authorize a hit on my cookie supplier. That's counterproductive. But you do employ Jiminy Hatchet. Hey, say what you want about his personality, but the dude
3: coaches a little league team. Girl Scouts are not his brand of super villainy. I hope you're not trying to protect anyone. Need I remind you of the mutant gator people massacre that your clubhouse participated in?
4: Hey! Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was Titus Eroticus's little ethnic cleansing. He's gone now, and we were fortunate enough to find a hidden clutch of eggs to stabilize their species.
3: You're lucky you haven't been shut down. Should I have a chat with Professor Von Crazy and see if he's still slipping radioactive elements into his triple-shot infinity espresso?
2: And is it getting intense in here, folks? Cornered like a rabbit and starving animal, Rob Muffet begins to sweat holes into the paperwork on his desk.
4: Man, okay, you know what? I don't think you understand what we do here now. This clubhouse has several checks and balances in place so that the city can stay in a perpetual state of equilibrium. We employ supervillains, sure, but we have superheroes in our administrative branch. I'm sort of an intermediary to ensure that neither side goes too far. No more mutant gator people genocides, no dead Girl Scouts. And if the day couldn't get any worse...
2: What's this turn of events? A health inspector to view the code violations of the clubhouse? Perhaps a frantic supervillain desperate for a dump site for yet another Girl Scout?
4: It's my... uh... girlfriend, I guess.
2: You guess?
4: Is she just not that into
2: you? I
4: keep trying to break it off, but she's got this crying superpower. Like, biblical flood-type crying. So, if I make her cry, the city's equilibrium is shot. So I need to find a way to end it without ending life as we know it. Just thinking about it makes me start to sweat. Dude! rough. Are you going to answer the phone? See, if I answer it, there will be issues. But if I don't answer it, there will be issues.
2: I've got it! (coughs) Hello? Rob? Rob, where are you? Rob isn't here! He's... home. No, that's not right, because I showed up and used the key he hides under the doormat. Where is he? Uh, and suddenly Rob Moffat enters his office as if he's been here all along!
4: Uh, Nice one. (laughs) Hi, Sugar Dumpling. How are you?
2: Do I need to come over there?
4: No, no. No, you really, seriously, do not need to come over here.
2: I'm on my way over now. Look, Rob... You told me that Acid Reflex was going to hold up a jewelry store and get that diamond tennis bracelet that would perfectly match the earrings my dead mother bought me. You know, before she died.
4: No, you told me that Acid Reflex was going to do that. Slight difference. Anyway, he tried, but was stopped by Professor H. I I don't know what to tell you.
2: Tell me that Acid Reflex is a real supervillain and not a lazy hack. Look, we'll talk more when I get there.
3: Love you. Yeah. Um. Professor H and Acid Reflex are the same person, aren't they?
4: Acid Reflex is my supervillain persona. Professor H is my superhero persona. Equilibrium, man. Equilibrium. Wow. Wow. Yeah, sorry I can't help you with your girl scout. You better get out of here before my other soul-sucking half shows up and demands that I be a supervillain to end Slam Jackson. Right. Thanks for your time, Rob. No prob. Catch you later.
2: WILL ROB INDEED CATCH OUR HERO LATER? WILL HE BE ABLE TO BREAK IT OFF WITH HIS GIRLFRIEND WITHOUT FLOODING THE CITY IN TEARS? WILL THE MURDERER OF LITTLE SALLY ADAMS EVER SURFACE? ALL OF THIS AND MORE UP IN THE AIR IN THE NEXT NECK-BREAKING EPISODE OF SLAM JACKSON! (laughs) Adventure
0: In that episode of Slam Jackson Adventurist, the narrator was Mickey Weishner, Slam Jackson was Jack Hurat, GPS was Sarah Diaz, Rob Moffat was Jordan Randall, and Ms. Conception was Angela Tyman. Welcome to this day in history on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory Sinjin. On January 30th, 1968, at dawn on the first day of the Tet Holiday Truce, Viet Cong forces, supported by large numbers of North Vietnamese troops, launched the largest and best coordinated offensive of the Vietnam War. Let's listen.
1: I am in the mood to launch the offensive. But not sure whether we should. Let's take a vote of, uh, Viet Cong troops. Who is for offensive of war? Hi, I'm Flip Bronson from Action 6 News in America. I'd like to set up these, uh, TV cameras. Where can I put them? Uh, we have to take a vote first. Who is for setting up TV cameras? Yo, I, me too. Okay, set up cameras. Okay, who is for offensive? I don't like being offended No one votes No offensive No Vietnam War To tell people How dangerous The horrors of battle are In the future So that small school children Can go and read in their textbooks How they should never Leave home And to create A world where peace Is not the way For all Americans And foreigners In the future On the bright side Because of voter participation We just stopped a horrible war If you want to look at it that way And I do Okay
0: Yes, sadly, the Vietnam War did not occur, robbing us of that valuable message that he talked about earlier, but we did learn the message that democracy only works if you participate, as the Viet Cong did. That doesn't sound right, but this is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton.
5: But don't punch that chad just yet. This is Sarah Palin on Celebrity Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. What you don't know is that that lovely general, taking advantage of a lovely peacetime with America, came to visit the land of freedom and democracy to see firsthand just how it's done. And what he saw was a land in turmoil. It was election time. And one of our presidential candidates wanted to go to war. And the other didn't. And so we were in the streets getting people registered to vote. And you know what happened? A lot of people... Registered to vote. Everybody was all excited to vote and they voted. And you know who won? The greatest man who ever lived, a true maverick for our times, General Trigger McStabbyface. And we went to war. We went to war with Vietnam. We went to war with France, with England, with China, with Japan, with Colorado. And we conquered half that planet in one year. And so, folks, it's always important to remember to get out and vote because if we had never voted, then we never ever would have started the empire of america thanks very much this has been sarah palin with celebrity where are they now in history on cast NYX.
0: this is rory singen on whrw binghamton with this day in history on february 6, 1928 a woman calling herself anastasia tchaikovsky and claiming to be the youngest daughter of the murdered Tsar of russia arrives in new york city let's listen
4: Hello, I am the Princess of Russia. Is anyone
2: here to meet me with horses hey, and wine? This is the rural section in New York. This is close to New Jersey. You want the city section. Yeah, you moron. Go back to Newark. Why, you insolent, you insolent brats. Hiya! Oh, that's gonna bust my balls right there! Hey, serves- you can't do that to Jimmy! I'll show you what fun Hi-ya! You- oh, geez, oh, geez, oh, oh, geez, oh! Right, going to get some rights for the this. as compensation oh. for your brutality. My father will declare war upon you from beyond the grave, huh? Oh,
4: if we could have protected ourselves, maybe with some sort of cup or something. We'd be
2: able to defeat her! It wouldn't be a war! I'm gonna go swim in the... Oh, yeah, I need some ice. Good riddance to you all.
0: (gasps) Unfortunately, neither of those two football players were ever allowed to have children again. If only they had used a protective cup when doing such a strenuous sport as football and making fun of Russian princesses, they would have been able to spread their seed. This is WHRW, Binghamton.
5: Don't whip that out, Jocelyn. This is Barbara Walters on Celebrity Where Are They Now in History and casting and It will be revealed in my upcoming groundbreaking interview with Anastasia that she did indeed start a gigantic war. She did it by running around the city, then the state, then the entire country, kicking people in the nuts. But the very last straw was when so-called Princess Anastasia stormed the Super Bowl field and started kicking everyone. Every player in the nuts. And do you know, it will also be revealed in my upcoming groundbreaking interview with every Super Bowl player for the past six Super Bowls, that not very many Super Bowl players wear cups covering their genitals. Which, they should. And the United States launched a war against Russia, which of course, well, you'll have to listen to the interview to know the outcome of that. But, please remember when engaging in sports or physical activity, to wear cups. To protect your genitalia, this has been Barbara Waters with So What well Would You Wear and Now in History on am Catherine Wax.
0: Hello and welcome to This Day in History here on WHRW Binghamton. On February 13th, 1945, a series of Allied firebombing raids begins against the German city of Dresden, reducing the Florence of the Elba to rubble and flames and killing as many as 135,000 people. We bring you now live to 1945.
3: I hate Germans. Don't they realize I'm trying to sleep? How rude.
2: We have ways of keeping you awake, you American pig.
3: (sighs) Couldn't you tell by my horrible acting I'm British?
2: Well, this is what you get for eating rotten food from spoiled cans, which you can also simulate a gunshot wound to the stomach without being fired upon.
3: Actually, I didn't eat it. I fed it to my
4: cat.
2: No wonder our rations are low.
0: And, of course, um, it, it is a little-known fact that the firebombing was caused by uh, a rampaging, unpleasantly sick cat. Um, but, of course, the city was destroyed, and uh, that was a, a major battle of World War II. Um, thank you for listening to This Day in History. My name is Rory Sinjin and you're listening to WHRW Binghamton. Hello everyone, this is Rory Singen on WHRW Binghamton, and this is This Day in History. On February 20th, 1962, from Cape Canaveral, Florida, John Herschel Glenn Jr. is successfully launched into space aboard the Friendship 7 spacecraft on the first orbital flight by an American astronaut. Let's listen.
4: I'm telling you. You need more than corn oil to get this thing off the ground, John. Well, I'm telling you, it worked for the cosmonauts. Well, it's... that may be how they yeah. did it in Russia, but this here's the United States of America, John. I don't think we're going to be able to get this thing off. Um, Bill, I'm pretty sure that if it works in Russia, it'll still set on fire in America. I mean, seriously.
2: Think that king size bed's going to fit on the spaceship?
4: Well, we do need a place to lie down, but I'm worried about something. If we put a king size bed in that there ship there that you done built, John... What happens if we, uh, the them, their engines blow up? It uh, ain't going to set fire to the mattress? I mean, smoking is bad, but smoking in bed is a lot worse. Speaking of smoking, this is making me really stressed out. I need a cigarette right now, and I need to take a nap. Dr. Glenn, no.
0: Which, of course, was uh, the accidental launching of the Friendship 7 spacecraft by accidental oil and bed fire thing, teaching us not to sleep uh, while we're smoking, or not to smoke while we're lying down, or not to build a spacecraft on february 20th 1962 things do get explosive don't they my name's Lance Reddick. You probably know me as Agent Broyles on the television show Fringe. And this is Celebrity Where Are They Now in History on Cast in Wax. And that reminds me of a plotline that was cut out of the third season of the hit show The Wire that I used to act on as Lieutenant Daniels. McNulty was going out to investigate the fact that Stringer Bell had his people eating rotten food out of spoiled cans. The people were getting sick. They were selling bad food to the people on the street corners. Those sick people were dying. That meant there were bodies. That meant we were investigating. But McNulty was too hung up on the drug thing. He said, Who cares about spoiled food when there are drugs being sold? And so I said to him, McNulty, you think I'm going to let you get away with that kind of insubordination? You're going to be out of this unit. Then of course McNulty goes on a bender. He gets drunk. He goes home drunk. He goes home tired. He goes home wanting a cigarette. He gets into his bed. He starts smoking a cigarette in his bed. But then he's drunk, so he falls asleep. He catches his bed on fire. The character dies, right in the middle of the third season. We kill off McNulty. was gonna be a big surprise and then the shift of the show starts to focus on the spoiled food because you know you should not eat food out of spoiled cans it's just not good for you at that point I was gonna become the lead of the entire show take over the entire operation myself the entire show would just follow Daniels in his love life in his career I was very excited for it problem is the test audiences wanted more McNulty so the producers went a different way regardless you still shouldn't eat cans of food that have spoiled and you still shouldn't smoke in bed So take it from Lance Reddick. That's me, Mrs. Celebrity. Where are they now in history? Cast in
3: wax. Lessons from the Life of Nathan Van Etten by Charles Berman, Mickey Wojnar, and Daniel Schwartz. Episode 14, Slavery Satisfies Nathan Van Etten. Liberty is the truest expression of freedom, for without freedom, would we really be able to do whatever we wanted? Indeed, the truly free are always at liberty, for it is when nobody has placed restrictions upon us that we are at our most boundless. One person truly bound to his ways is Nathan Van Etten.
2: I've been here this whole time, voice! You always love to beat around the bush, Had you hands, or any form of foliage.
3: Speaking of foliage, that carpet of the earth, we find Nathan sitting in a lawn chair, sipping lemonade.
2: Country time, of course!
3: Product placements aside, Nathan, I can't help but notice that there's a man in black leather mowing your lawn.
2: Ah, how very observant of you, my phantasmal follower. That is my slave.
3: I beg your pardon?
2: Generously granted.
3: Nathan, I have several questions about this.
2: Well, hurry up about it. This lemonade isn't going to drink itself, you know.
3: I have no reason to believe that it would, Nathan. For only when a drink has been drank is it drunk.
2: Well, this isn't alcoholic at all.
3: The slave, Nathan. What's going on with that?
2: Oh, my slave friend. He's mowing the lawn right now because I didn't want to mow the lawn and he does things for free.
3: Have you given any thought to the implications of this?
2: I don't mow the lawn, and the lawn gets mowed. Win, 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 win.
3: (sighs) Where exactly did you get your slave, Nathan?
2: He posted an ad in the paper. Sub seeks master for role playing. He didn't really have a submarine, but that's okay. I know people exaggerate in these things.
3: You can't have slaves, Nathan. Not even one slave. It's illegal. Like most things that are against the law, but we can only possess what we have, and you cannot possess another person.
2: He wanted a top, and I am the best there is. QED. I am the tops at role playing. I am the master of mastering. Masterfully.
3: If I had a stomach, you would make me sick to it.
2: You're welcome. I wouldn't want you eating all my tums anyway. Master. Yes, slave?
4: Are you speaking to me, sir?
2: No, I was not speaking to you, sir! You would know because I would have addressed you as slave. Of
4: course, master. How silly of me. I should be punished for my insolence.
2: Oh god, you're a diabetic? So is my diabetic friend, Gertrude. Are you two related?
4: If my master says I am.
2: This is better than civil war reenactment. You aren't uppity at all!
4: Thank you, master. Your pleasure is my purpose.
2: The satisfaction is sweet! Like nerds! Oh, not Cool Whip? Like on this cake? That I baked for you? Oh, Jane! My unsettling friend! How predictably unexpected of you! Why, thank you, Nathan. I was just waiting in the bushes for you to mention something sweet. But why is this man in leather mowing your lawn? So I won't have to. Jane, this is my slave. Slave, this is... Jane. She likes to creep close to me, just like you do!
4: It is a pleasure to meet a friend of my master's.
2: Your master? Yeah, he does whatever the heck I tell him to. Watch. Slave! Somebody organize my dice alphabetically. Go put them back into chronological order.
4: E- yes, M- master?
2: I'll go monitor his progress, Nathan. Okay, listen here, Twinkle Gimp. I don't know what possessed you to think that Nathan Van Etten was on the market, but if anybody is gonna be saddled up and galloped yonder by him, it's going to be me. So, why don't you and your assless chaps go back to Leather Town before I literally eat your face?
1: Oh, yes, ma'am. What happened
2: to my slave? Oh, there were too many dice. He couldn't handle it. Well, the Chrome D20 certainly is a sight to behold. Oh, what a rip. Barely any of these weeds have been whacked. I'll handle it, Nathan. Well, of course you will.
3: And Nathan, once again, is left sipping lemonade, as somebody else does the lawn work that he was supposed to do. I have the uncomfortable feeling that a lesson is coming.
2: Like Mothra's uppets. I've learned that you should never trust a stranger to do your yard work for you. Not when you can have someone you know take care of the yard work for you. And that's the value of friends who are girls.
3: We are all strangers to those we don't know, and less so to those we do. Perhaps you, yes you Steve, won't be such a stranger when you join us for another lesson from the life of Nathan Van Etten.
0: In that lesson from the life of Nathan Van Etten, the narrator was Jack Conrad. Nathan Van Etten was Mickey Weishner, Gimp was Ed Jones, and Jane was Aaron Moore. Thank you very much for And now.
1: I could have totally, like, done a better Slam Jackson than that or like, made it up right it, then and there. All right, all right. And we couldn't... Eat- so don't go ahead. Go ahead, do it. Oh, right, okay. So it's like... It's Slam Jackson. And, uh, so now I'm being Slam Jackson. Oh, I got, uh, I'm going to buy a new house.
0: My house is. No, gone. no, you're already messing it up. Same. It always starts with the narrator.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. So then look over there. It's Slam Jackson going along. Oh, here I am, Slam Jackson. Oh, there's my house. Wait, stop. I'm the cat burglar. I've stolen your cat. I didn't have a cat. What are you talking about? Look, I've got him. It's a cat. There's your cat. Oh, what are you talking about? That's my neighbour. I don't have a cat. Oh, crap. Now I can't annoy you. No, you totally can't. Uh, You better give me back that, I'll give it to my neighbour. Oh, alright. What can I steal of yours? Nothing. You can't steal anything. That's not allowed. Oh, well, I guess I better go and find a good job and make some money. Bye. Oh, no, no, I got a cat. Meow, meow, meow. Hey, neighbor. Knock, knock. Here's your cat. Wow thanks, Slam Jackson. You're really good. Why'd you take my cat? I didn't. I'll explain later. And then Slam Jackson left. Ba-da-da, ba-da-da. Well, good uh, okay, that
0: was all right, but you missed a couple of parts. You didn't do the part where
1: they ask questions. It doesn't happen in this one. All right, wait, what will happen next? Will the neighbors, like, having their cat back, or will we, like, scratch up everything in the furniture? Yeah, what, what kind of job will we get now that he's getting a job? The all, end. all right,
0: well, there you go. You got all that part now. So that's the, the main thrust of
1: it. I should, like, write for
0: these things. But aren't, that's interesting that you had a cat burglar consider it. right. It's, like, yeah, it is to, right. yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Well, speaking of the cat burglar, and also speaking of talking animals, we do have the next section we should talk about is at the end of the show. They had all those letters. I don't think I don't think I've ever heard an episode of Cast in Wax with that many letters.
1: There was like so many letters. It's like somebody must have been writing into them a lot. And, and they, every single one
0: was like life-changing they
1: were all so many like i i need to find out who wrote these and some of them know enough about frank allen that i need to like bump him off yeah you like, just need to assassinate well i doesn't well what else are you gonna do well, I, I don't know um but just like prove that i know more with a quiz or something, but there was a lot of them.
0: A Frank Allen quiz. That sounds pretty good, actually. We could do that on this show. Like, right now? Oh, I wasn't thinking. All right, I'll do it now. Um, Percy, you versus Hank. Right, all right. Here's here's number one question. Uh, Let's see. What was the name of the woman who wrote in this episode saying she slept with Frank Allen? Go. Oh, this is Joan's mom. No, I'm sorry. That's not a name. You lose. Hank, would you like to steal?
1: Also, there was Priscilla McMahon. Correct. That's not fair. She's like, Jordan's mom didn't sign the letter with her name. She just signed it, Jordan's mom. But
0: I asked for a name, and you did not give me a name. You could have looked up (sighs) Jordan's mother's name. I don't have, like,
1: a looking-up machine.
0: It's a computer. Hold on. Like, all right. Hold on. It's too late now. You're already lost. I have another question ready now. Uh,
1: well, all right. What's the other question? All right. I don't even think you should bother with this quiz. I'm totally... Well, can't. I got to find
0: out. He he answered first last time, so he almost got it, except he didn't answer correctly. Um, what was the subject of the third letter that Frank Allen read that was addressed to Rory Sinjin?
1: It was about extra history. Oh, that's... Uh,
0: judges are saying that might not be specific enough
1: well it was also about how it was fake and about the reading that he did in this week's uh this day in history uh where he was talking about what you should do in your life to improve it uh
5: that
0: is true but that's not actually more specific that's just the same thing without any real substance to it
1: okay but was the leading at the end of the quiz I went uh,
0: what that was the end of the oh it was over yep okay. Well, you win. I with the one, I'm the
1: champion of Frank Allen. One point. And,
0: um, that's fine. We got other things to talk about. I did whatever. Wanna, whatever. I, uh, well, whatever.
1: I knew him both. I got two right. He only got one right. Well, you, the two. first
0: one you got wrong. No,
1: I got it right. It was Jordan's mom that wrote in. I remember. But what was the name? I just, Mrs.
0: Jordan, Mom. No, that's not right. All right, look, we have a clip we need to play. All right, play a play clip. Because, okay. like I said, there was a lot of letters, as you know. But one of them was uh, relevant to what we were talking about, about cats getting stolen. And so we do want to, you know, have a uh, read it. So All right, let's see it. Yeah, I'm going to play it from, uh, this is, a. it was read by your favorite. Frank Allen. That's right. Uh, he read it to us, uh, so let's, let's, uh, let's hear what he had to say. All right, no, fine, I'll go, I'll go again, fine, I'll read another one. Um, okay, dear hosts of Cast and Wax, Mr. Frank Allen, a sweet and altruistic gesture was made to you in the form of a friend by FedEx, yet your arrogance... What? Your arrogance prevented you from accepting it, and you pawned me off... To your assistant. Well, let me make it clear that I was a gift for you, and not your assistant, although he was very polite and has a lovely home. If you're listening, Alphonse, thank you for the accommodations, and thank your wife for the delicious herb-roasted duck. Mr. Allen, you turned me away, because who needs a dog, right? And now, I understand you want me back as a talking dog to boost your ratings. Listen carefully, Frank, as I'll only say this once, I'm not your bitch. Well, listen Frank, no. finish the letter, finish the letter. But I don't even have the show anymore. It doesn't matter. Just finish the letter. Let's see. Uh, Rory, I found it rather insensitive of you to casually dismiss my good friend Davy's request for an extra historical reading to make him feel better about his problem. You've given far less deserving people free readings on the show for far more pathetic reasons. While I don't agree with Davy that... Watch clobbering Frank Allen's investigative Variety Show for the last however many weeks is an objectively serious problem. It obviously bothers Davy, and he's just a sweet, simple young gentleman after all. Would it have killed you to try to make him feel better? Or are your extra-historical skills slipping now that you cannot profit from them? Jordan, you'll be pleased to note that with the help of some contacts, I have been successful in locating Scapy and rescuing him from bondage, no pun intended. I offered to assist him in navigating the airports and getting home to his father, but he seems rather concerned that as soon as he returns home, he will immediately be bombarded with demands that he finish his thesis. While I have discussed with Scapey the importance of a good education, I am respecting his wishes for a break following his catnapping and imprisonment. He and I are taking a week or two to explore Western and Central Europe, sample cat foods from around the world, etc. I'm sure you are anxious to hear from him, so, Scapey, do you have anything you'd like to say to your father? He's been very worried about you. Okay, so, like, hi, Dad. Uh, you know, once upon a time, I was kidnapped, and uh, now I'm not so kidnapped, so, you know... Like, I'm going to do my thesis, but it's not quite the time for me to do that, because I'm still here in Europe, and apparently there's some moist food that I could eat, says the dog. And I don't like dogs, but this dog is going to give me moist food, he says. So, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Great. Thanks. See you soon. The end. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Miss June T. Loveburger will be a regular guest on your program, but I must comment on how racist, or perhaps speciesist i found it for her to suggest that humans are capable of moral superiority to the rest of the animal kingdom, as they can be vegans, while carnivores like myself and Scapy do not have this option. I won't even comment on the incompatibility between her ideology and her surname... But for my own public service announcement, Rory, the reason your lady friend does not want you to eat meat is that meat contains nutrients which are beneficial in growing a spine and standing up to your girlfriend. Lastly, because I know the question is on the tip of all your tongues by now, no, I cannot type, lack of opposable thumbs and all, but I have plenty of lucrative talents along with my two bachelor degrees, four masters and three doctorates, not counting my honorary degrees. So I have no difficulty finding people willing to take dictation for me. Sincerely. Gemma Garmer Fido the Third. Okay, that was a ridiculous
1: letter. No, no, Frank, I think... Well, I think it's like, he's a cat, so it's like, whatever, he he's doesn't... Don't, cats no, no. always try
0: to run out, whatever, your Your so speciesist like, yourself, that was a dog, wrote that.
1: Well, yeah, a dog wrote it, but it's like, the cat is, the cat's like... You <laughs> know, the cat's gonna, like, run away. It's like, cats always try and do that, right? What
0: are you talking about? I find this very offensive...
1: A dog wrote that. A dog saved a cat. That's against okay. his instincts. S- like, s- get a dog saved a cat from, like, what? From a kidnapper. Like, did you kidnap that cat? No, it's like, I, not, I, would, I would have, but it was like, I didn't. So, so, not my problem. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm positive I didn't
0: kidnap a cat. But that's a good point. Like, you have contacts in the kidnapping business. Did you actually... Well- Know anybody who did know someone who kidnapped that guy?
1: Well, that's a kidnapping is all over, all the all way over in America, you know. Like, I didn't know who kidnapped him, like so I knew he was kidnapped, but I didn't know who it was. I didn't, even if I did, I wouldn't say, so I don't know.
0: All right, well, let's talk about this letter, can we? Because I think they, they talked a lot about it. Let's go through it a little bit at a time. First of all, it has the Frank Allen part where, Hank, I think you can respond to this. Frank Allen, it says, was cruel to this dog. That was talking dog. Gave it away to his assistant because he couldn't. He didn't want to. Why, why didn't he just take the dog? Why didn't he just take the dog?
1: I, he can't give like a part of his show to every dog that comes by. No, no. He boy- wanted
0: to have the talking dog on his show. I'm talking about when he got the dog before he knew it talked. He was just like, I don't want a dog. Somebody sent me a dog. Get out of here, dog.
1: Well, especially if it doesn't talk. He can't have, like, everyone on his show. Like, every other thing he has on his show that's not Frank Allen takes away from the amount of time that Frank Allen is on the show. So it's like, he can't just, like, have a dog on there. And that's what the assistants for is, like, taking all this other stuff. Like... He's too important for random dogs to show up on this show
0: But if he had done the thing of taking care of the dog He would have had the talking dog And he would have been able to have him on the show And then you know what? He probably wouldn't have killed someone live on air
1: Well, yeah, but that was the most incredible episode ever It was the most exciting What, you've already seen it? No, but I know because he's shooting people in it He must be Look, the dog says he's not his bitch Well, the dog is stupid because everybody is Frank Allen. The dog
0: has degrees.
1: Well, Frank Allen deserves to have degrees. Deserve and have are two different things. I right. think we can all agree that. Because a lot of people have without deserving. Well, that's possible.
0: All right. Well, that's, I mean, that part was, a, it was pretty explanatory. So then we had this part where the dog rips into Rory because he doesn't give a free reading to the kid. Who is, I mean, is it a kid? Is it a man? I guess it's maybe even a man. You know, the one who has the little, the problem, the one who's kind of special.
1: Right, the stupid one. Yeah, like, well, okay, if you wanted to go there.
0: So he didn't give the reading to him. Well, what, do you, what do you think of that, Percy?
1: Like, he's probably too dumb to understand it anyway, so it's like, why bother? To understand the reading. Right, it's like, he's going to stay all this stuff, and then the kid's going to be like, oh, I, I don't know, I'm, like, I'm stupid, and what's math? Right. Right. So well, you know, like, he lives
0: in England, this kid.
1: There's stupid people here, too. That's why I can, like, take advantage of them and, like, No, That's funny you
0: say that. I always think people with a British accent sound real smart.
1: Well, I'm, like, I'm fairly smart, like. Right. And I've got a British accent.
0: That's what I'm saying, yeah. And Rory always sounds like he's pretty smart.
1: Well, it's, like, kind of smart. Like, he, he kept giving all that money to Frank Allen. It's like, well, it's just, like, keep the money and not. Do that? Why would you not give money to Frank Allen? Well, because you like, don't
0: have that much money to give. I
1: think I, I I give money to Frank Allen. I don't have that much money to give.
0: So you give your money to Frank Allen?
1: Yeah. How do you think I get the tapes?
0: You've been buying them from Frank Allen? Well,
1: yeah. I didn't know. Uh, that. Where Where else would you get them?
0: I don't. I thought you traded them on the traders' market.
1: I can't trade them on the traders' market. Otherwise, other people would get my collection. Oh,
0: you. It, it matters to you that they're exclusive. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, We also had this part about, uh, you know, the cat, obviously. Now, from what I understand, we actually have uh, we did a a special report, uh, which we sometimes do, as you know. Um, Hopefully you guys will find this exciting. But our our good friend Flea uh, did one of his special Flea Bugs People reports uh, about this uh, this cat thing, not talking to the cat, not talking to the dog, but talking to the man who was supposed to find the cat and didn't, Mister Macho Consalo? Do you want to play that clip, Flea? Yeah, that's that's what I was hoping to do. Hello and welcome to Flea Bugs People. Uh, I have a special guest here outside my cage, Mister Macho Consalo. Macho, right. hello, welcome.
1: hi. Uh, how are you, uh, uh, Robbie? My name's Flea. Flea. Yes. How are you? I'm good. Now I'm here to. to Look into the bottom of things. Because yes, I am the best ca- catcher. I am the best uh, animal animal catcher. I am the best uh, finder of cats. Uh, I found, and also to show this, uh, you said you want to be on the uh, the interview in the show. I said, uh, fine, and I find the catch in time for the interview.
0: Right, right. Well, here's the thing. Scape, you, you were hired to find Scape White. That's right. Uh, he's already been found.
1: Well, that's an interesting story. I was hired to find Escape uh, White. Uh, Skip, uh, White. Uh, I didn't know what he looked like. So I found, I, I uh, take the steepen uh, and the, the, the salary from uh, Jordan. Uh, I look all over. Uh, I find lots of cats uh, to, to uh, follow what I am supposed to do uh, until I find uh, Escape. Uh, and, uh, and then I tell him, look, I am finding all these cats all over the world. And he says, uh, why are you spending all this money? He says, He's sort of upset. But uh, finally, I find the solution. Uh, I say, I run around uh, where there's lots of cats. I say, uh, escape, escape, escape. I kept saying, hover and over. Right. And uh, one of the cats uh, come in the direction where I am. So this one I know is escape. Um, so I, I run over to it. Uh, And it it just gets out of my hands as soon as I say that. It escaped? Uh, Right, it it, it escaped from my hands. Uh, And so I know, has the best catcher what he looked like? He's this uh, big, uh, big black cat with the one white spot on the side. No. What? No. How do you know what a scap looks like?
0: Well, he's got his picture on the website.
1: Well,. How do you know it's not a picture of a different cat on the website?
0: Well, it says escape white. It could be
1: a, a body double. A body double has to look like you. Well, this cat was a imposter because I said escape. Escape and this cat was walking in my direction. To escape. No, he started walking in my direction. I jump over and grab and say, "Escape, get over here in my hands!" and yell at the top of my voice and run over to the cat and run in the other direction. Do you think that this cat spoke English? I know that escape speaks English. Right, but what country were you in? I was in Italy. So don't you think the cat there would speak Italian? Not if he is escape taking vacation. Why would you think escape was in Italy? I. Well, I have to check all the different countries of the world. I know in Italy it's very nice, it's uh, wonderful a scenery. A lot of I cats. I have always, wa- I have always wanted to see Italy, and I think if I am a cat, where would I want to go on vacation? Moist nice food. Where, which they have in the stores in Italy, I check. Oh,
0: okay. Well, listen, you didn't find scape, so I don't think they're going to pay you anything.
1: Uh, well, wait, no, I have, I have not finished. Escape run away. No, that wasn't escape. Well, at the time, it, it seemed to be escape. Because he said it was. It was imposter. Well, First, he didn't happened, say he was escape. But he implied he was escape. You inferred he was escape. From the him imply. Well... So, he was lying to me, this other cat. I, I
0: don't think the cat imposter. said anything. It sounds like the cat was silent the whole time.
1: As it happened, yes. But if I said... Uh, if I see some people at the airport... And there's a big a group of them, and I say, "Hey, uh, John Smith, John Smith!" And this guy raises his hand and walk over to me. That's a
0: really common name. It could be any John Smith.
1: But if it's actually somebody else, not John Smith at all, but there's he's a lot lying. of John
0: Smiths, is what I'm saying.
1: Well, yeah, but I'm saying if his real name is John Jones, and he come over when I say Smith, he's lying. He's claiming to be somebody else. He should, he should have not walked in the direction. John and Jones then it, is a Martian manhunter,
0: say, he can shape shift into John Smith.
1: But if he had not shapeshifted, shift, uh, if he's just walking over being a John Jones, he, and I say John Smith and he walk over and then I say John you Smith. You don't get recognize off. that he's green, he's big and green. He looks like a Martian. This is a uh, a hypothetical. But even if he's a big and green, and then I say that would be kind of a stretch. Yeah. But
0: and you know that John Smith is a little gray cat. No,
1: a skep is a cat. Gray, little. John Smith is, I'm saying, what if his people and, and he's coming over, I would say, John Smith, get over here. I will abduct you. And grab out my arms. And then he walk away. That is lying to me. No, hold
0: that on. Is- that makes no sense. If you say, hey, John Smith... I'm gonna kidnap you, and the guy who's not John Smith walks away? That sounds like he's telling you the truth. Not when he walked over and say- did to say he was John Smith. He didn't say anything. You said Scape ran to you, but it didn't. It wasn't scape. He didn't say he was scape. He was being deceptive. I think you were being deceived
1: because you were ready to be deceived. I am a skeptical of this. I am telling you right now I have a plan to find escape scape's found scape's fine scape doesn't need you they no longer need you you're fired first of all you have not been the one to hired me I all, am right, the best all right all ca- right i would like to hire you uh all right I you're fired you. well you have fired me from yourself you have not fired me from Jordan's job you are that fired from do. all jobs you cannot do that you have not hired me for all jobs. i would like to hire you for all jobs this is a stupid. It's, it's a stupid interview. I am going to go hab doc scape and bring him back. You're home fired. And get my feet. You. This is a stupid. You're just telling me things that I'm. I. i i am Look. I'm throwing down my microphone on the ground and oh, stomp on it.
0: Oh. Well. Okay. I guess this interview is. Hey. Whoa.
1: What are you doing? I have got you now. No. <laughs> why? I, why are you? Okay. Well, this isn't good. You have been caught. I showed them. I am the best animal catcher. I have found him a rabbit to have while he went for his cat. How do you like that? I don't like it. I'm talking to the air, to to Jordan, if he heard it. I already fired you from that job. You cannot fire me from somebody. Shut up, shut up. Okay.
0: So that was the, the the interview. I I will say I didn't appreciate having to buy you back from him. Well, I didn't appreciate being stolen.
1: Well, he's got a pretty good uh, he's got a pretty good system going on there. It's like kind of like blackmail-y, but also like uh, kidnappy. and like he's got he's smart. Like. Well, if he's
0: not smart because he doesn't know when he has escape and when he doesn't. If he had only kidnapped animals and then sold them back to people like he did with me, that's not a bad system. But he didn't kidnap Scape. He just went around looking for other cats.
1: Well, yeah, right. But he could like find a cat. It's like, hey, John, it's a cat. He said he was Scape, and he just sell him back to him. He's like, that's smart. He's like, oh yeah, wait, hold on, let's not escape. Oops, well, keeping the fee. Oh, so you, that's he would keep the fee anyway. I think he's fired. Well, well, probably now is if they're listening to that. Interview at all? Yeah, they'd probably fire him. He probably shouldn't have given that interview at all. To be well, honest. Well, I, I mean, I don't
0: think that Jordan listens to our podcast.
1: Well, know. yeah, it's probably like it's probably like below him. It's just like we're listeners. We love the show and stuff like he that. He already, so. you know, he
0: already does his show. He doesn't have to listen to a show about his show. I mean, not that. You listen to this instead of the show. It's an additive thing, but he lived it. You know, he doesn't have to comment on it. You know, yeah, it's a bonus. It's like it's extra thing. Right. It's like Frank Allen doesn't listen to Frankly Speaking, right?
1: I, I, I if he did, he'd never told us. But if he did, that would be like I would be too nervous to do anymore because I would know he was listening to it. You wouldn't
0: record
1: if you knew that Frank Allen was listening to you talk about him. No, I would record, but then I might not. I might be getting too nervous to say anything, but I probably would say things because I they played episodes
0: to. on the podcast. He must have heard
1: them. Well, I, I didn't know he was going to hear him when I did it, but I would I'm just if I, I would I would do it. I would face my fears.
0: Understandable. Understandable, because, you know, when you meet these, I, I did meet Jordan once. I will say I did meet Jordan once and he was very nice to me. Um, he uh, he shook my hand. And uh, I was at a comic book convention. He works at a comic book company. And he said, uh, Oh, are you a comic book fan? And I said, No, I, I think they're stupid. I think they're childish.
1: Well, w- w- right. Well, they are kind of like, Well, I I never read one, but I was like, The guy, somebody, I was talking to somebody, and he's like, Well, there's a comic book, and it's like the guy is like solving crimes and stuff. But and then, like, he's part way through the crime, and then the comic ends. Uh,
0: the guy is solving the crime, and it's only part way through,
1: yeah. And it's like, then the comic ends, and you've got to pick up the next one. And he's like, he's solving the rest of the crime. It's well, that's like, terrible, like, ah. that's awful. Well, right. And so, I never like listened to it, but it's just like, listen to it. I never it. like watched it, I never watched the comic. I never it. Sounds like, like
0: guard duty, but you know, without interesting conversation.
1: It sounds kind of like it's just like I could just listen to the show. It's like I never got a comic. Like, but Jordan, Jordan is just like, I guess that's his job. Everybody's
0: got a job. You know, I've got my job. He's got his job. The different thing. I don't, I don't really have a, a job. You know, how do you afford all these recordings?
1: Um. Uh, well, I, you, you have to do what you have to do. So I, I got a, a, a crutch and then uh, I went to the doctor and I got social security disability. Oh, so you're disabled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. That's I, uh, smart. That's really like, it's smart. Well, it's, it's not people. a
0: choice to be disabled. It's something that happens
1: to you. Well, no, it's, like it's smart to take full advantage of what is uh, available to people in your unfortunate circumstances. That's the benefit
0: of the American social, uh, 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 what do they call it, a safety net. I'd, personally, right, I don't right. think it's the right thing, but that's the way it is. I'm, I I. mean, you know, we do what we have to do. I work as an accountant. Do I like it? No. But I do it.
1: R- okay, right. I, 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 uh, I do odd jobs. Crime. Right, crime. Usually it's crime, yeah. Is that odd? Well, no, I mean odd like one different crimes at different times. Oh, right. I you.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And then obviously Flea doesn't do anything. Well, I do well, interviews. Yeah,
1: but you don't get paid.
0: Well, oh. But I do go right, to the bathroom. It feels good.
1: Why do you keep... Can we, like, not have all this talking about going to Because the that's
0: what I do all the time. Listen, I just walk around... I eat and then I just go, and it just falls down between my feet here and through the little grating into the uh, wood chips here. And then, uh, this guy
1: pulls it out, cleans it, it's nice. Well, sorry, can we change the subject? Like, Steve, can we like talk about something? Yeah, that- I mean, I don't know why he keeps because look,
0: look, it's not disgusting to talk about go, it's a bodily function, it's natural, and also. When it's a rabbit, we get these little pellets.
1: They're just little pellets. Well, can we change the subject to something like else, like anything else? Like, this is revolting. Yes. Uh, I think
0: we, we really should start wrapping up, don't you think?
1: Right. Wrapping up. That's something other than going to the bathroom. Yeah.
0: Now, um, we should wrap up because we do. Uh, but there was, so, like I said, there were so many other letters. Did you have any other favorite parts from the Reading the Listener Mail that we should play clips from or? I'll
1: be done. Oh, yeah. Well, my favorite part was, like, the one that wrote a poem in. I think
0: I've got a clip from that. Just a piece of it, though. Not the whole thing. It was a long poem.
1: Well, it was, like, what they call, like, uh, heroic epic about the podcast. I thought, like, well, it was, like, kind of long, but it's like, well, you sit down and write this heroic epic. It's probably taken, like, a long time, probably put effort in. It's like, well, that's off to you, mate. Cheers.
0: All right. Let's play a little bit, a little piece of that, then. And then Jordan... With a click, starts the recording, super slick. It begins with Jordan's sonorous voice, and no one listening has a choice. They must listen with attention rapt to every single word that's crapped out into their ears by Mr. Frank, who threatens Rory must walk the plank, but Rory denies and says he won't. And Scapey says, that's fine, then don't. Just listen to me while I continue to sing. And he sings, and he sings as if that's some sort of thing that we all want him to do. And we all agree that he sounds absolutely, completely lovely. Then all of a sudden, we see
1: something orange.
0: Right. So, I mean, that was part of it. That was a little piece of it. And it was a good, um, I mean, it was an alright poem. I don't understand why they wrote in with it. It's
1: probably like they didn't have anything better to do. Oh, kind of like why we do this. Collecting Frank Allen. Well, I yeah, I don't have anything better to do. I mean, I'm talking about Frank. That's up there I on just, your like, list. I appreciate the program. I thought, right, well, yeah, I guess, I mean, if it's a thing I'm doing, then i probably probably not rather doing something else, so I'd be doing it, right? I suppose so. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Any other last-minute clips we should play uh, while we uh, before we go? Hank, did you hear anything else you wanted to hear?
1: Well, t- <laughs> the part with the Italian delegation... With the deed to the zoo. That was, I mean, that was pretty out of the ordinary for this show.
0: Um, Lastly, we just got this one letter. Uh, It says uh, Dear Jordan, find and close the deed to the Bronx Zoo, sincerely, the Italian delegation. Uh, I don't get what that's about, but I guess I own the zoo now, so there we are. All right, well, I guess that's about it. Yeah, I guess uh, that was an interesting part. Hopefully, we'll find out more about that zoo. That's a nice zoo. Have you ever been there? Oh,
1: no. Like, well, when I was a Bronx bruiser, I went and it was like, oh, it was all these animals. And it's like, they put them in a box. And it's like, all right, uh, I robbed the gift shop. Yeah, how are you going to kidnap those animals
0: if they're in in cages and stuff?
1: They're like, animals are more trouble than they're worth, really. It's like, I, I did kidnap an animal from another zoo. And um, it was kind of—it like was an international incident because I ended up shooting him because I didn't make the ransom. And it's like, oh, it's like this—the only one left. Uh, like, well, yeah. I—I mean, like, I,
0: um, I just can't. But be- you are worse than Miss Loveburger. You are absolutely worse than she is. You don't even realize how. Racist, you sound racist against animals. Well, yeah, well they're all like stupid. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, right there. Do you hear what you're saying? Yeah, I said they're all like stupid. I'm an animal. You know that,
1: right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not stupid. I saw your animal in the cage. You're
0: yeah. not stupid.
1: Are you sure? Well, you know, that gives into like a philosophical question, like how do we know we're not stupid, and how do we know, like, how do we know we know anything really? It's like it's sort of a metacognitive problem with the universe
0: right you are a bigot sir a bigot and i don't appreciate you saying these things about animals okay
1: right yeah well yeah you admit it whatever
0: whatever all right you want to say whatever Whatever. do you all right whatever you know what i'm gonna keep my carrots to myself and why don't you just go over there i can do my poops here and you can just poop your pants over there
1: no right look no i'm not even gonna do it look i'm not even doing it i don't believe you Prove it. No, I'm not even doing prove it. it. I, prove it. I don't have to prove it to a rabbit. I'm, not, I'm just not even doing it. All right, well, prove it to uh to Hank and, and uh, Steve. No, I'm just not even doing it. No, I'm just not even. Look, look, I'm not even doing it. Smell. Look, I'm not even doing it. We
0: can't actually uh, smell from here. You're on Skype, so. Oh, right. Well, like, all right, fine. Like, okay.
1: Uh, do you have any way that you could actually prove it to us? Or? Look, here's a... Uh, a certificate of authenticity. For what? I'll write it in right now. He's like not crapping self on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hank, do you want to add that to your collection so it'll be in all the same place with all the other artifacts we have?
1: It's not anything to do with Frank. It's just like this guy... Th- it's kind of stupid. Like I don't want the certificate of that.
0: I know, but look, I'm just saying, that way all the artifacts are in one place.
1: Fine. Okay, sure. I, I, okay, I'll put it in the artifacts.
0: <laughs> all right, Percy, can you send it to him, please? Right,
1: yeah. Um. Just like, it's going to be like, if it, like we're in another country, so it's going to be like 15, $50 postage in packing.
0: Hank, can you please
1: send it to him, please? Um. I, I guess, yeah. Or, um. It just, all right, send me your address and I'll, I'll do it but I don't actually gave it all to Frank this month. You gave your disability check to Frank? For the, the tapes and, and everything. Let me
0: ask you something. You said you had all the tapes before, and now he's saying all of a sudden he's got new tapes?
1: Yeah, he keeps finding ones that he made before in, in different places in his house.
0: Finding ones he made before. Yeah, are you sure he's not just making new ones and selling them to you? I
1: yeah, look, the old ones are on like cassette tapes that they don't even use anymore. He probably still like, has a cassette tape player. I, I do because I have the collection, and he has like they're marked in an old Sharpie. Like they don't, he doesn't use a Sharpie anymore. He uses a ballpoint. Now. They
0: still make Sharpies,
1: but he doesn't now. He uses a ballpoint. All
0: right, if you say so.
1: He does I know what kind of pen Frank uses? I,
0: I believe you, but look, just fine. Find a way to get fifty dollars. Send Bubble. it to Percy. We got the certificate, and we will store it with our artifacts. Okay. Thank you all for listening to A Cast of Wax. Uh, we are super fans of Cast in Wax and Waxwork.com. The, we are the unofficial podcast of Waxwork.com. Uh, my name's Steve Joseph. Here we got fr- uh, Hank Fallon. Hank, say goodbye. Hank Fallon. Please say, say Bye. goodbye. Yeah.
1: Bye. Percy. Right, uh, Percy from the uh, Birmingham Bruisers, right, have a good like next amount of time. Till no, you next said day. you're
0: not in, in Birmingham.
1: Well, right, it's a bit like, okay, right, it's Lincolnshire Bruisers, but Birmingham is with a B. And
0: we got Flea. Yeah, that's me, and I uh, appreciate uh, being here again. Good, so, okay. Uh, how do we end the show? Oh, we, we, we play the clip from the end of Cast and Wax, so here we go. Be seeing you. White on white, transplants and black cakes, back on the rack. Bella Lugosi's dead. The bats have left the bell tower. The victims have been bled. Red velvet lines, The black box. Bella Lugosi's dead.